Welcome to the History of North America. I'm Mark Vinette. Modern-day New England is a region comprising six states in the northeastern United States. Connecticut, Maine, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, and Vermont. English plans to colonize this part of America began to take concrete form in the early to mid-1590s. The first expedition to set out from England was led by Bartholomew Gosnold. He obtained backing to attempt to found an English colony in the New World, and in 1602, he set sail in a small bark named the Concord, with 32 on board. Captain Gosnold pioneered a direct sailing route due west from the Azores to what later became New England, arriving at Cape Elizabeth off the southern coast of Maine. He and his men eventually made their way further south along the coastline with the intention of establishing a colony and small fishing outpost in the southern part of New England. Let's listen to first-hand accounts of their adventures, provided by the good folks at LibriVox. Bartholomew Gosnold's Discovery of Cape Cod, 1602, by Gabriel Archer, one of his companions. The said Captain Gosnold did set sail from Falmouth the day and year above written, accompanied with thirty-two persons, whereof eight mariners and sailors, twelve purposing upon the discovery to return with the ship for England. The rest remained there for population. The 14th of April following, we had sight of St. Mary's, an island of the Azores. The 15th day of May, we had again sight of the land, which made a head, being as we thought an island, by reason of a large sound that appeared westward between it and the main, for coming to the west end thereof, we did perceive a large opening, we called it Shawl Hope. Near this cape, we came to anchor in 15 fathoms, where we took great store of codfish, for which we altered the name, and called it Cape Cod. Here we saw skulls of herring, mackerel, and other small fish in great abundance. This is a low, sandy shoal, but without danger. Also we came to anchor again in 16 fathoms, fair by the land in the latitude of 42 degrees. This cape is well near a mile broad, and lieth northeast by east. The captain went here ashore, and found the ground to be full of peas, strawberries, whortleberries, etc., as then unripe. The sand also by the shore somewhat deep, the firewood there, by us taken in, was of cypress, birch, witch hazel, and beech. A young Indian came here to the captain, armed with his bow and arrows, and had certain plates of copper hanging at his ears. He showed a willingness to help us in our occasions. The 16th we trended the coast southerly, which was all champagne and full of grass, but the island somewhat woody. Twelve leagues from Cape Cod we descried a point with some breach a good distance off and keeping our luff to double it, we came on the sudden into shoal water, yet well quitted ourselves thereof. This breach we called Tucker's Terror, upon his expressed fear. The point we named Point Care. Having passed it, we bore up again with the land, and in the night came with it, anchoring in eight fathoms, the ground good. The seventeenth appeared many breaches round about us, so as we continued that day without remove. The eighteenth being fair, we sent forth the boat to sound over a breach, that in our course lay of another point by us called Gilbert's Point, who returned us four, five, six, and seven fathoms over. Also a discovery of divers islands, which after proved to be hills and hammocks, distinct within the land. This day there came onto the ship's side divers' canoes, 
The Indians apparelled, as aforesaid, with tobacco and pipes, steeled with copper, skins, artificial strings, and other trifles to barter. One had hanging about his neck a plate of rich copper, in length a foot, in breadth half a foot for a breastplate. The ears of all of the rest had pendants of copper. Also, one of them had his face painted over, and head stuck with feathers, in manner of a turkey cock's train. The nineteenth we passed over the breach of Gilbert's Point, in four or five fathoms, and anchored a league or somewhat more beyond it. Between the last two points are two leagues. The interim, along shoal water, the latitude here is forty-one degrees, two-third parts. The twentieth, by the ship's side, we there killed penguins, and saw many skulls of fish. The coast from Gilbert's Point to the supposed isles lieth east and by south. Here also we discovered two inlets which might promise fresh water, inwardly whereof we perceived much smoke, as though some population had there been. This coast is very full of people, for that as we trended, the same Indians still run along the shore, as men much admiring at us. Hi everyone, if you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-218-6010. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening, who should call right now? Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-218-6010. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-218-6010. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. The 1 and 20th, we went coasting from Gilbert's Point to the supposed Isles in 10, 9, 8, 7, and 6 fathoms. Close aboard the shore, and that depth lieth a league off. A little from the supposed isles appeared unto us an opening, with which we stood, judging it to be the end which Captain Gosnell descried from Cape Cod, and as he thought to extend some thirty or more miles in length, and finding there but three fathoms a league off, we omitted to make further discovery of the same, calling it Shoal Hope. From this opening the main lieth southwest, which coasting along we saw a disinhabited island, which so afterward appeared unto us. We bore with it and named it Martha's Vineyard. From Shoalhope it is eight leagues in circuit, the island is five miles and hath forty-one degrees and one quarter of latitude. The place most pleasant, for the two and twentieth we went ashore and found it full of wood, vines, gooseberry bushes, whortleberries, raspberries, eglantines, etc. Here we had cranes, sterns, shoolers, geese, and divers other birds, which there at the time upon the cliffs being sandy with some rocky stones, did breed and had young. In this place we saw deer. Here we rode in eight fathoms near the shore where we took great store of cod, as before at Cape Cod, but much better. The three and twentieth we weighed, and toward night came to anchor at the northwest part of this island, where the next morning offered unto us fast-running thirteen Indians apparelled as aforesaid, and armed with bows and arrows, without any fear. They brought tobacco, deer-skins, and some sodden fish. These offered themselves unto us in great familiarity, who seemed to be well-conditioned. They came more rich in copper than any before. This island is sound, and hath no danger about it. 
The four and twentieth we set sail and doubled the cape of another island next onto it, which we called Dover Cliff, and then came into a fair sound where we rode all night. The next morning we sent off one boat to discover another cape that lie between us and the main, from which were a ledge of rocks a mile into the sea, but all above water and without danger. We went about them and came to anchor in eight fathoms, a quarter of a mile from the shore, in one of the stateliest sounds that ever I was in. This called we Gosnold's Hope. The north bank whereof is the main, which stretcheth east and west. This island Captain Gosnold called Elizabeth's Isle, where we determined our abode. The distance between every one of these islands is viz. from Martha's Vineyard to Dover Cliff, half a league over the sound, thence to Elizabeth's Isle, one league distant. From Elizabeth's Island onto the main is four leagues. On the north side, near adjoining onto the island Elizabeth, is an islet in compass half a mile, full of cedars, by me called the hill's hat, to the northward of which, in the mouth of an opening on the main, appeareth another the like that I called Hap's Hill, for that I hope much hap may be expected from it. The eight and twentieth we entered council about our abode and plantation, which was concluded to be in the west part of Elizabeth's Island, the north-east thereof running from out our Kent. The south and north standeth in an equal parallel. The one and thirtieth, Captain Gosnold, desirous to see the main because of the distance, he set sail over, where coming to anchor, went ashore with certain of his company, and immediately there presented unto him men, women, and children, who with all courteous kindness entertained him, giving him certain skins of wild beasts, which may be rich furs, tobacco, turtles, hemp, artificial strings colored, chains, and such like things as at the instant they had about them. These are a fair-conditioned people. On all the sea coast along we found mussel shells that in color did represent mother of pearl, but not having means to dredge, could not apprehend further knowledge thereof. This main is the goodliest continent that ever we saw, promising more by far than we anyway did expect, for it is replenished with fair fields, and in them fragrant flowers, also meadows, and hedged in with stately groves, being furnished also with pleasant brooks, and beautified with two main rivers, that, as we judge, may happily become good harbors, and conduct us to the hopes men so greedily do thirst after. Join me next time as we continue our tale of the exploration and early settlement of New England. Check out the YouTube version of this episode, which has accompanying images. I'm Mark Vinette, and I hope you're enjoying the ride. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ.